Now let the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture readings for today come from the New Revised Standard Version Bible. Our first reading today comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like a rush of a violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, Phagria, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jew and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea, and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Our second reading for today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had been met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the word of God to the people of God. Thanks be to God. I started this sermon many times, and the events of the week continued to make me reflect on if 
I was headed in the right direction. This has been an interesting time for many reasons. And so I started to reflect on what the Holy Spirit means to us. And it got me to think about what it means to have peace. I began my reflection in this week's Gospel reading from the Gospel according to John. When Jesus came and stood among his followers, he told them, Peace be with you. And I began to think about what it means to have peace. And on top of that, what it means to have peace as we are sent by Christ. I thought on this because of how close it is that he says, Peace be with you, to when he says, As the Father who sent me, so I send you. He then breathed on the disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. And then came something that caused me to think an awful lot. We are told if we forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. However, if we retain the sins of any, they are retained. I started to think about what that would actually look like. And as I contemplated it, I looked to the book of Acts. The familiar story of the early followers being together and having flaming tongues rest upon their heads as they were blessed with the Holy Spirit. We are told that the gift will be for the least and the greatest, for the free and the slave. That people will dream dreams and that people will prophesy and see visions. Everyone could understand what they were saying, even if it wasn't in their native tongue. A message for all. And I started to think about what all of this meant together. I began to focus in on the idea that if we forgive sins, they are forgiven, and if we retain sins, they are kept. And I began to think about the Lord's Prayer in all this and how those concepts tied together. In the Lord's Prayer, we pray that we can be forgiven as we forgive others. And it made me think, what would it really mean to retain the sins of others? If we retain the sins of others, does that mean others can retain our sins? If so, why would we ever want to retain them? When I began to think about forgiveness and mercy, I began to think about peace. It is hard to have peace when others are not merciful. And that concept was brought to the forefront by yet another injustice with a man being killed in broad daylight filmed for all to see. I was reminded that for many, peace is still a dream. That there are still many injustices in this world. And it made me think that somewhere in there, beyond retaining and forgiving sins, there was also the idea of ignoring sins. And then I started to wonder, are we retaining sin by ignoring it? Are we ignoring the Holy Spirit when we turn a blind eye to the suffering of others? This weighed heavily on my heart, as I still fully don't know how to address what happened. To address what seems to happen again and again. I started thinking about all the different things that happen to people who aren't like me. And I began to wonder what it means to have a prophetic voice in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to speak God's truth as we are sent by Christ to do? 
One thing became clear the more that I thought. It cannot mean being quiet in the face of injustice. I can go jogging and not worry if my life is in danger. There are people in this country who cannot. I've never really worried that my home would be broken into and I would be killed because of someone else's carelessness. That is not a peace that all brothers and sisters share. There are so many things that I can go about doing in my day-to-day life that bring me no concern. And yet I know there are those who cannot do the same things without fear. And that fear often includes fearing the people that are sworn to serve and protect. Now, I will not sit here and generalize all situations and all people. However, recent events have caused me to realize that I must say something. I cannot stand by with such a great injustice facing so many and be silent. And I was reminded of something that I have seen time and again. No justice, no peace. How can one have peace without justice? I don't know that one can. We shouldn't simply settle for our own peace if it means others go without. If we are sent by Christ to be his messengers, if the Holy Spirit is given to us so that we may tell God's truth to others, part of that message must be justice for everyone. And thinking about some injustice made me begin to think about the many injustices that people face. Looking at racial injustice reminded me of how far we have yet to go in this world. That one needs to look no further than the current pandemic to see the way that our system still causes a great racial divide. Communities of color have been hit hard, often due to a lack of resources. Looking around the world, we can see there are still many, many barriers to break down. Barriers along the lines of race along the lines of sex, along the lines of nationality. And that's just beginning to touch on the problems that we all must face. It was at this point I was drawn back to Acts. I started to think about what that message meant if they were proclaiming to everyone and everyone could understand regardless of their nationality, regardless of their faith, regardless of creed or color, That message was meant for all. That hope was meant for all. That hope is still meant for all. No matter how much I want to joyfully proclaim that the Holy Spirit is ours, I cannot help but think about those who cannot hear, peace be with you, and truly feel it. The Holy Spirit tears down barriers the barriers that we try to build up as humans, God will destroy. And we have a choice to make. We can either tear the barriers down or let them stand. There is no other option. We cannot pretend that it's not our problem because it is a problem facing God's people. And if it faces God's people, it is our problem. If it is a problem facing some, it is a problem facing all. We may wonder if there is anything at all that we can do. We may think that they're not problems in our neighborhood and therefore there's nothing we can do about them. 
We may look around our own communities and say that those problems aren't happening here. Sadly, I know this is not true. I knew this growing up. Knowing that even in these communities, small as they are, I can walk down the street and not worry about being bothered. Others cannot. I know this for a fact, as I have a friend that has been questioned on numerous occasions about where he was going when he's been out walking. Not because of anything he's done, not because of where he's going, not because of what he's doing. He's questioned because the color of his skin. He's a black man walking through a neighborhood where he isn't expected to be. And that's enough to disturb his peace. I was reminded of his experience as I read the news of a man who was trying to simply watch birds in the park. He saw a dog that was not on a leash when it was supposed to be and politely informed the owner to which she threatened to call the police. Threatened to call them and say that a black man was threatening her life. I was reminded of my friend and the entire experience caused a wrenching deep in the pit of my stomach. I was confronted with video of a man out for a jog. Something that I am sure many of you do without even thinking about it. His choice to go jogging ended with his death because someone thought that he didn't belong there. And I was reminded as I watched in horror as a man cried out that he couldn't breathe yet could find no compassion. A black man murdered in broad daylight. I began to wonder how I could talk about peace and hope without talking about these great injustices. You may ask, what can we do that didn't happen here? And the answer is that we use the power that the Spirit has given us combined with the privilege that we may hold to speak truth to justice. If the Holy Spirit is meant to break down barriers, then we must break down barriers. Each one of us has a voice that we may use. We use it when we make known our concerns, concerns in our communities, concerns in our state, concerns in our country, concerns for the world. We do this by making sure that our leaders know that we think there's a problem. Because even in communities where we think it's not happening here, we elect officials that can make a difference there. Now, I am not about to stand here and tell you who to vote for. I'm not. What I am telling you is to speak to those who have power and demand change. We cannot sit idly by while others are put in such distress. We cannot sit idly by while people are killed because of an imaginary barrier that humans create. Our voices can make that change. Be it speaking out just to those that we know, calling our elected representatives, or voting for those that recognize that change is needed, we have a say. And we have a voice. I can't imagine that Christ would want us to sit by thinking that it is not our problem. 
With our peace comes responsibility. With our peace comes privilege. And this is true of all matters of injustice. If we can solve one injustice, we can solve all injustices. God's people are called to speak up for those that have no voice. I was then reminded that the people that Christ spoke to themselves were in fear. In our short gospel reading for today, we are reminded that Christ's followers were afraid. We often talk about being able to relate to those disciples, that we can relate to Peter and Thomas for our failings and our doubts, that we can relate to Peter facing naysayers who didn't think that anything more was happening than a drunken rambling instead of the Holy Spirit. But we know Peter was speaking truth. Christ's message often shone light into darkness. He often spoke about the problems that people wanted to brush aside. Issues of poverty. Issues of division. That message was so often aimed not at the high and mighty, but hope for those who were being oppressed. That in God they had an ally. Christ spoke of a God of mercy and strength. Strength to endure and strength to speak the truth. Last week we talked about being witnesses to the ends of the earth. If we are to be witnesses to the ends of the earth, we must be a witness to those who still face oppression. We must be able to speak for those who feel they are not heard. It is not enough in these times to simply think that one is not racist, but one must be actively against racism. It is not enough to think that one is not sexist, but one must be actively against sexism. It's not enough to have sympathy for immigrants and refugees. We must boldly speak up for immigrants and refugees. It is not enough to feel for the poor and the downcast, but we must actively work to make their situation better. And here's the good news. If Christ is with us, we can succeed. If God is on our side, nothing can stand in our way. We must fill ourselves with the resolve that the Holy Spirit gives us. We must stand with those who face uncertainty, who face hardship, who face difficulty, who face death itself. And we do so strengthened by Christ because we are strengthened in love. If we love God, then we love each other. If we love our neighbor as we love ourselves, that we cannot stand for anything happening to our neighbor that we would not stand to have happen to us. If the words do not come to us, the Holy Spirit will guide us. We so often proclaim that in God all things are possible. Let us prove it. Let us show that we are not a people afraid to speak up for the least and the last. Let us show that we are not afraid to tear down barriers. There is no language, no ethnicity, no color, no status, no gender, no border that can separate us. We must stand united, ready to do God's work wherever it needs to be done, ready to make the voice of God's people heard, ready to be peace in the middle of the storm.
Pentecost marks the end of the Easter season, but it does not change that we are Easter people. It means we are people who believe in a new beginning. People who believe in hope beyond hope. People who believe that we can rise up. People who know the great love of our God. People who know of the awesome deeds of our loving Savior. People who know the love of a Redeemer who would die so that we could live. Let us be a witness always to the miracle of Easter, to the miracle of Pentecost, to be a witness to Christ's good news. Let us be a people who offer peace and then do the work to make it permanent. Let us be a people who offer hope and do the work to see it through. Let us be a people that proclaim God's love and then show it. Let us be a people who serve the Father, united in the Son and blessed by the Holy Spirit. Let us be a people who believe that in God all things are possible, who then make what some think is impossible become a reality. That we may dedicate our lives to the mission that Christ has given us. That we may be a people of love, hope, mercy, and peace. Let us tear down barriers and proclaim the good news that God is here for us all. That Christ died for all. That the Holy Spirit is for everyone. Day by day, let us do the work that Christ has sent us to do. Always and everywhere, for all people, for all time. Amen.